Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Doom, doom. So, uh... I got caught up watching, uh, catching up on Succession last night. Celtics won, right? That happened, right? No? Where, whereabouts um, are you in Succession, by the way? But I'm still season one. I'm still season one. That's the best season. Uh, is it? It is, but it, it's a great it's a great series, but season one's the best. Okay. Um, that's that's too bad. It's like, it's like um, Yellowstone, which is going to come to an end in December, right? Like, you got to like season four of Yellowstone, you're like, come on. I was going to say, Yellowstone, that's a great example. The first season was the best, Amazing. but it's still a great series. Yeah, still a great series. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched it. I liked it. Um, I would say I thought the same with Ozark as well. Ozark was really, really good. And the end of season, I think it was three. Was that the one that ended in Mexico? Like, that was intense. But in terms of all the things working together, season one's still the best. Yes, John. That's Robert. usually the case for yeah, most like movies. things. It's like movies. Movies, like music, the first album of any band is always, for the most part, the best, and then the rest of them kind of are... Going to disagree with you there on the on the album of bands. I, I, I don't think that's the case. Ouch, John, take that. No, no, I, I'm just, I, it's a disagreement. 
Jason. It's a disagreement. <laughs> we agree to disagree. Well, I mean, okay, bring up the bring up the band. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking about. Yeah, you're you're right. No, there, there's a no. Wait, like, give, me the of Boston, just give me a I'm band. I'm thinking of Boston and like Cindy Lauper and bands who like their first album was their best, and then the rest were kind of like go go. The go go's first album was their best, but you're right. Like you two, the first album wasn't their best album, right? Obviously, uh, I'm just I think throwing I think out like, bands. I think so, many bands they kind of like find themselves over time. Granted, and. Um, uh, let's let's bring in noted music specialist uh, Dan. No, Byer I here. just think that you're all wrong. Like I I, I think well, okay, that. Tell me. Yes, no. yes. I think that jo- to John's point because we've talked about this. First albums of bands usually are put together over ten years. The second album, when you have a hit album, needs to come out in ten months, and so you don't have enough material. To the, there, there are great bands that have great other albums, but I think a lot of times you're like, oh, that was a maybe a one hit wonder or a one album wonder. That's a great point. But man, no like, like I think of like certain like you know, King of Queens to me, you know, got so much better as it went on. Uh, the first season of Seinfeld, I wouldn't think is the funniest. That's fair. You know, good point. I, same thing with uh, with Friends and those sorts of shows. Breaking Seinfeld Bad, absolutely thought, evolved. Absolutely evolved. I mean, the pilot was different than the series, and the series got better over time. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Was Cheers better with Kirstie Alley, R.I.P., or with um, Shelley, uh, Shelley Long? I thought it was better uh, later on, but also because of the emergence of Fraser Crane. And Woody, Crane, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Woody. Uh, other, I, I like the Kirstie Alley uh, years better than the Shelley Long years. Okay, I mean, there's 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 a lot in terms of music. In terms of music, here's my thought. I agree with you that the first one, and maybe that's why so many are one hit wonders. But the second album, when you hit, is usually produced by somebody, the Rick Rubens of the world, right? Like they they oh, I heard this band, and now you have some huge producer comes in and they kind of refine the sound and refine the 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 song selection and it really takes off. So I don't know. I, I think it's a it's an interesting discussion. There there are I thought Austin Powers 2 was better than original Austin Powers. The original Austin Powers was all a spoof on on James Bond, was very funny and a lot of really unique Bond humor, but Austin Powers 2 was as funny movies I can remember. I thought Star Wars was, I mean, um, Empire is uh, is is widely considered the best of the entire series. That's the second one. Although the introduction of all this stuff in Star Wars, Episode 4, which was always confusing, is still, um, is still one that people say, like, look, it changed movie making forever. So I maybe it's it just there is no consistent thing. Maybe it does, in fact, vary. No, no. Let me put a button on this because I want I want to support John's point this way. Most bands, their first album is their best, and that never gets better than that. But the bands with longevity, your uh, Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, Stones, they obviously evolved, and that that's what made them the bands. But I think ninety nine out of a hundred bands get that one song or that one album. And but you could bring up the examples of the bands with longevity and be like, you know, ten wasn't the best Pro Gen album. Well, maybe it was, but ten, um, 10 was the could, best Pro Gen album. Yeah. Well, was that their first album? A lot of people say ten was their best because it was their first. I mean, that was with all the hits. But a lot of people go to Yield as the critical success album. Yield doesn't have a lot of hits on it. Yeah, which means I don't ever download Yield. <laughs> What what's Byer? I, I don't I actually don't know your musical taste. What's your favorite band? Or give me a favorite band. George Michael is my favorite artist. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like he wasn't when he went solo. Freedom was awesome. Yeah. Better than Wham. Wait a minute. Was Freedom his first album? So, was that his well, first solo? Well, there's Freedoms actually. There's the Wham Freedom, and then there's uh, the George Michael. This freedom. is really Freedom. But um, I would argue that uh, Listen Without Prejudice, uh, there isn't a bad song from top to bottom. People will point out Faith. I Faith is the song, you know, there's the, what's your favorite song, or what's what's the song you like least from your favorite artist? Yeah. Faith is it for me. Why? I it, It's, well, it's I guess it too would be nice poppy, it's too- If I could touch your body, yeah, it is, yeah. I know not everybody Every, got a body like you. That album, now that I'm Doug sang with. it, have you changed your mind, <laughs> Dan? Does that change your mind? <laughs> the I got a remix. Yeah, that's if different. I could, 
Yes. But <laughs> real quick question. Mouth, hard quick. day, all of that is great on that album. Did but. you know? Uh, this is a real question. Did you know he was gay? Uh, I. I'm not. I didn't say. Did you care? None of us care, right? But um, but did did you know? I think that there's a point in your life where you you don't like you're not mature enough to like understand yeah. of what's going on. So so when he came out, was I. Was I completely shocked? You know, how it all came about was, yes. was surprising. A little bit. But I guess, you know, when you maybe look back on it or think look of back things, on it, like, like, wow, okay. I, I, there were signs right there, right in front of you, you didn't realize. Sure, Not sure. that you cared about, yeah. right? Um, did you know Jay Stu? Did I know he was gay? Yes. At the time, no. I, we were very naive back then. We right. were in our teenage years. You know, it was the 80s. People weren't coming out back then. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, though. I love Faith. That's interesting. So your favorite George Michael song is what? Oh boy, you know, for a while, um, I really liked Cowboys and Angels, which is on uh, Listen Without Prejudice. But uh, Soul Free is just such is a very very. It's not a popular song, but that's probably speaks to you. Yeah, yes, well, it speaks to you. Yeah, Chase, do your favorite band of all time or artist? Oh, man. I know. There's a lot. I mean, like, listen, because whatever I say, then we're going to go to break, and I'll be like, I should have said so-and-so. Yeah. Um, you, 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 have to, you, have to, no, you have to drive, I mean, you have to, drive to Vegas, way, and you can only bring, you have a one CD player. The radio doesn't work. Can I yeah. tell you who I, would, who I think you're going to say? Go ahead. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, probably that, but the Smiths. Yeah. If the I Smiths had to go be one, my one yeah. just one catalog of one band, it would be the Smiths. Yeah. Uh, Ramos? Mine is the Beatles. It doesn't even, it's not even close. I had the most fascinating, I think I told you guys about this. At the Super Bowl, um, I, Darius Rucker invited me out to this golf course and not not to play uh, for dinner. Obviously, he's seen me play enough. He wanted to just have dinner. I had dinner. I sat down with <laughs> our old colleague, Steve Gorman, and they started talking about the Beatles. And for the next hour and a half, have you guys seen the the Disney Plus Beatles Special to get back the ones. entire thing. Yes. John and I have watched, watched the entire the whole thing. thing. It's yep. the, where they write is it Abbey Road that they write? They're doing no. They're doing Let It Be. The Let, let, the let It Be album. Right. It's a slog. It's, it's, it's unless you're a hardcore Beatles fan, which I am. It was so interesting. But if you're not, it, and I think Dan can attest to this because he tried to watch it as well. Yeah, I it's saw tough. 18 minutes of it, <laughs> and you're like, I'm <laughs> right. good. Let's. I'm, I'm good. Let it. Actually, you wanted to let it be. Let like, it be. Yeah. I'm just, just going to let it be. <laughs> Just gonna let it let it be. But you were saying that Rucker and Gorman is that who it was? Yeah, and Darius was talking about when the Beatles were his favorite band of all time, and he was talking about the influence of the. Do you understand that everything we're doing now all goes back to the Beatles? Like all goes back, and he was explaining it to me, and a lot of it was like inside music. My head was spinning, and I just nodded my head like, "Yeah, D, I got you." And then some of it was like, "Oh my God, I had no idea." You know, he's talking about different ways in which songs were constructed, different, you know, riffs and different. And I was like, well, I had no idea. So that's 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 an interesting one. I, I know we don't want to stay on this subject. We want to move on. But no, I actually just, have a relation to the subject. It's going to be good. Um, I don't think any band evolved from their beginning to the end more than the Beatles did. If you look at them in 1962 when their first album came out and 1969 when the last album came out, those are drastically from from, from they're like that's like one direction first album and then becoming like like totally different band by the end there. It's just the evolution. A, a lot of drugs think, in between those well, years. Well, <laughs> what drugs about and Garth Yoko. Brooks Garth and the Chris Gaines? Like <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah. Yes. Yes. It's actually a couple good Chris Gaines songs. Garth Brooks is amazing. Um, but that's hard to argue with, John, by, by the way. By the way, my favorite Garth Brooks song is written by Billy Joel. Really? Yeah. Shameless. It's a Billy Joel song. And Garth will tell you he can't play it. He can't play it on his guitar. If you watch him, he'll play most of the rest of his songs on his guitar. That one, he sings and doesn't play it. Wow. He says because Billy is way too advanced for him. Uh, anyway... Um, my point, my my points, and by the way, the Beatles' best album was which album? For me, their best album is uh, Abbey Road. Was that their first album? That was their last album. Thank you. That was kind of my point. I'm a Sergeant Pepper guy myself. Um, all right, we interrupt this Beatles and George Michael <laughs> and Wham and the Smiths uh, discussion to bring up the Golden State Warriors. Is this the that that's I think that's I think what today and tomorrow is this the last of what I think. 
anyone would point out. Like, you don't have to like the Warriors. There's a lot of things that are annoying about the Warriors. Let's Can we just be honest? Like, their fans are super annoying. You were terrible. I love these, like, uh, oh, lifelong Warriors fan. Like, no, you're not. Would you stop? They were just a team forever. They were a team. They were like, oh, yeah, they're a team. I mean, they, even the name didn't make any sense. Golden State, like, well, where are they actually located? Like, in Oakland. Why are they the Oakland Warriors? Because nobody ever wants to claim Oakland. Is tonight the last night we see the Warriors? If they lose, and this is, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the pod. If they lose, why would you bring back Draymond? It's going to cost you too much, and it's a declining asset. I think you have to figure out, is there anybody who wants to take Jordan Poole off your hands? And Clay Thompson, though he's still a year out, you know, Clay's let it be known. He very much wants a contract extension, and he wants the max money. He wants the most money you could possibly get. And, like, if you're winning championships, by all means, write the check to Draymond. Write the check to 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 Clay Thompson. Write the check to Steph Curry. Figure out a way. Like, that's why, you, even with Jordan Poole, you're like, well, he hadn't been consistent. He put up a lot of points and doesn't play much defense. Like, yeah, but we just won a championship. Okay, fine. We can make it work. You lose in the second round to an old Lakers team uh, that where you get lit up by Lonnie Walker, who was out of the rep, uh, rotation. And suddenly now, change is on the horizon. That's how big tonight's game is. Like, I think it's if they lose in game seven, it's different than if you lose in game five. You lose in game six, right? Like, we saw the Lakers get a couple calls down the stretch. You lose in game five, this thing is over. And it's weird because they are, teams are like bands. Right? There was just such, when they first won a championship, it was, they were the first of their kind. We hadn't seen, small ball had not won a championship before. They weren't the first to go small. We'd seen Ricky Pierce did it back Milwaukee Bucks. Byer knows this. When we were kids, the Milwaukee Bucks were the first team to play kind of small ball with Don Nelson. That happened before. And then Don Nelson used it in Dallas. That's what changed uh, Steve Nash's career. And then again, a different kind of small ball when he was in uh, when he was in Phoenix. We'd seen other teams go small. We hadn't seen a team use their you know a converted kind of hybrid forward at center and win a championship. What we thought was mainly shooting threes. Now there was a lot more to it then than there is now. Right? They were actually the best defensive team in the league. And they had a really, really deep roster when they went strength in numbers. But that was their first album, if you were. It was 40 years in the making, to to Dan's point. This one feels, it does feel like their last tour. right? Like Guns N' Roses last summer getting Axl Rose. Like, is Axl going to show up and is he going to want to get along and... Or is he going to do the Axl Rose thing at the end of at the end of every song and make it about him? That's kind of what it is with Draymond, right? Last series, Draymond, he's you know he's competitive, he's a WWE character, he's MF in the crowd, he's getting suspended, he's grabbing his junk, he's doing everything he can. This one, he's just like it's pretty obvious he wants people in LA, specifically number twenty three in LA, to like him. I think the Warriors win tonight, but man, a loss tonight feels like feels like the last tour, the last album. Just kind of thrown together. Right? You're like, what were they doing here? What were they thinking? I don't know. We just we just tried to collect some money and make another tour, make another thing out of it. And end of the day, y'all end up annoying each other anyway. I guess who the, the question would be, who's the Yoko? Who's the Yoko? By the way, um, you always do this. You asked all of us a question, but you yeah. never give your own. You yeah. never gave us your favorite uh, act, music act. It, uh, you know, it's it's a lot like why adults ask kids what they want to be when they grow up, because they're looking for ideas. Um, that was a Jason was the only one who got that as a joke. Um, man, my favorite. I love music. I love so many different forms of music. The band that sings It Takes Two? Uh, uh, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock? <laughs> Favorite band of all time. Man. All right, think about it during the break. That's the tease. Okay. Okay. 
This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we do have some sports to get to. Warriors, Lakers tonight could be the last run of the Warriors if the Lakers close them out in San Francisco. We're broadcasting live in the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Keep in mind that when the Warriors began this, they were in Oakland. Now they're in San Francisco. It's different. Very different. Uh, but Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, even Andre Godala, they've they've been there the whole time through all these championships. Um, Andre Godala is like the one guy he gets away with gets away with like wearing like a golf hat while on the bench. In What's cities. his role exactly? He's technically on the team. He's just cleared for like workouts. Remember last year he wasn't healthy all year and and they and they tried to get him up. I think he played in like one I want to say finals game and then his body broke down shortly thereafter. He might only played one game last year. He's basically their Udonis Haslam. Been there forever, you know. Dude loves to play golf. Great guy. Formerly a great player. Um, Now just kind of collecting checks and, you know, supposed to help this bench in locker room, although it's not seemingly working. And this show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Curious no-show by the Celtics last night. Another incredible game by Jokic as 
The uh, Nuggets now have the Suns on the brink of having their season ended. And uh, we also have we also have the Knicks potentially being eliminated tonight at Madison Square Garden. Now we'll get some more of that, plus Daniel Jeremiah upcoming. But we thought we had a fun one for you in the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle this with you. This is the, the midway. midway. Stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. And now you see why we play music instead of me singing music. That's the perfect example why. Thank you, John Ramos. Um, I have to tell you, this would not have been my selection in the Midway. But well, let's the tell Jason them. Stewart production. Let's tell the listeners then. Uh, the the choices. Doug was interested in the fact that Bo Jackson's been dealing with hiccups for like eighteen months. Yeah, we're like maybe we should talk about that. And yeah, then, I, th- I thought that was. Did you see? He said. Did you see his quote? No. What do you say? This is a real quote from the. Um, uh, this is a real quote from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Which is uh, you up for talking about hiccups, Dan? Hold on, hold on. See, here's here's a quote. Okay, <laughs> asked if doctors have figured out the cause or solution to his hiccup problems. The 60 year old Jackson said, "Hell no." Wait, hold on. Here's the money quote. Ready, ready, Dan? I've done everything. Scare me. Hang upside down. Drink water. Smell the ass of a porcupine. It doesn't work. Wait, excuse me. <laughs> Smell the ass of a porcupine? I think that was was a zinger. Bodo's jokes. (laughs) By the way, that's something that I have actually thought about. Every time I hiccup once or twice, I really, in my mind, I'm thinking, I hope this doesn't continue going on for like a month. So I I, I really feel- torturous, man. My God, I feel for Bo Jackson right now. If that's, I mean, it is true, obviously, Doug, right? It's, It's in the news, but- Oh, that's got to be horrible. Um, okay, so... And then Doug read the news that uh, Henry Ruggs is going to get three to ten years, and he asked if, is he ever going to play again in the NFL? Yeah, so which which do you think is the is the best topic? Because Jason's, um, Dan Beyer, was, you know, everything annoys Jason. That's why on the podcast we do You're Annoying, which is my favorite segment ever, but basically what I get out of it is... He just walks around being annoyed on a daily basis. But his his topic was what's the most annoying thing about schedule release week? So we'll we'll, we'll let you decide. The midway. Is it hiccup or weird things that your body does and your own personal remedy for them? Is it um something something annoying about schedule release week? Or was the other one? Uh, Henry Ruggs or well, Henry it's, Ruggs it's, will he play? It's not Henry Ruggs. Okay. I, 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 it's such an awful story. It is an awful story, yeah. but I, it's I don't know. Okay, so Henry Ruggs eliminated. All right, pick from the other two. I I had thoughts in mind on the schedule release. Let's do schedule I actually release. Actually, Ramos, you okay with that? I am okay with that. Okay, let's start with you. You have thoughts prepared. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on the schedule release. Go. I actually made predictions on my Sunday show, and uh, I'm already 0 for 1. Because Wait, you made I, predictions on what the schedule would look like? Uh, yes, I made oh, predictions okay. on the Thanksgiving Day games, on the uh, season opener, and on, uh, gosh, I had another one, and uh, I can't even remember what it was. The uh, um, I think of what would be a Sunday night game for sure. That's what it was. Mm. And so I thought it was going to be Bengals Chiefs on opening night. I didn't think that they would want to do a Super Bowl rematch because Philadelphia does go to Kansas City. I didn't think they'd want to put the Bills in that spot for the second straight year of opening up against the Super Bowl champ on the road, even though it worked out well for them last year uh, against the Rams in L.A. So I thought Cincinnati, I thought it was going to be Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes to open the season. But the NFL today announced that that game will instead take place on the completely opposite side of the schedule near the end of the year on New Year's Eve. So, we we don't know who the Chiefs are going to play on to open the season. Now they're down to eight options, but I don't think it's going to be the Bears, and I don't think it's going to be the Lions. Could be a divisional opponent. Could be the Bills. Could be the Eagles. Could be the Dolphins. I think Jason's already annoyed by the the, the depth of preparation and knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So Dan, I think, I, honestly, Dan, 
I would take this out of respect. I think the fact that you do your job really, really well annoys Jason because he. <laughs> no, I. You know, it's not whatever Dan the the Dan getting into the weeds about the schedule. That's hardcore football talk, dude. He's and hardcore. people want to hear that. People want to hear that stuff. Well, I, also, I personally also because don't, also because and Dan, you tell me if I'm wrong. So he has the I want your flex podcast. Okay, fantasy football, like a lot of it, it really based upon I think first who you draft, who you have with keeper league. First couple weeks of the season really sets the tone for it. Okay, and schedule, like you can't make a lot of predictions later in the season, but you can early in the season if everybody's healthy. I don't know. I think there's a there's a there's a methodology to his level of preparation. Yes, absolutely. But what Dan just did is what annoys you. Is no, no, no. it's annoys what people you. want to hear this week. They just want to hear about their teams and when they're going to be playing and and circling it on the calendar. But where I was going with this segment is the the way that this week is covered. And inevitably, you're going to get on the debate shows and on and on sports talk shows. You're going to be getting who's got the worst schedule, who's got the best schedule. And my thing with that is that's a win. That's it's a win. it's right. That's a right. I mean, it's not what. And if you pay attention, to, if you paid attention to the NFC East this past year or the AFC West, you know that. Nobody knows how these teams are going to be. And to, in May, have a discussion about strength of schedule based on teams that you really don't know because they've they've put new players on and they've lost players. Like it, To me, it's just a waste of time. And when I hear people try to do it, I know people are going to try to do it on Thursday and Friday, and I'm going to be annoyed by it. Does I mean, that I, make sense? Yes. I mean, they should talk about more relevant things like, what's your favorite band? That's true. <laughs> no, I I concur. I, it's always been something that that annoys the crap out of me, which is like you know, like week sixteen. You look at who they can play, dude. Week sixteen, like I mean, how could you have told the Ravens would not have Lamar Jackson? I maybe I guess the last two years they haven't had him down the stretch, but or the previous year litany That's of injuries. That's a perfect example, actually. Right? Or the Tua thing, right? When Tua was playing, when he wasn't playing, you know, he had all the different concussions and then they held him out ultimately. I mean, just injuries are just such a gigantic part of the sport. It's nearly impossible. But, like, maybe it's because, and and Bayer, has it always come out at this very week, like while the NBA no. playoffs are still going no, on? No, it actually used to come out a bit earlier. But now it's after the draft. Now they want to know the matchups. You had the Aaron Rodgers situation was one that needed to be settled, so they knew where to put the Jets, uh, whether in primetime TV. But now it's become a May sort of thing. It used to come out a lot earlier. And that's also why, by the way, preseason football magazines and publications used to hit the newsstand starting Memorial Day weekend. Because they don't have a schedule, and you got to put the schedule in the magazines, those have actually been delayed. So you're going to wait till early June to get your football preview magazine. Do you My still- Street and Smiths? Yes, exactly. Uh, Lindy's. Smith, Lindy's. Yep. Athlon. Athlon. What's the guy who does his thing? Phil, got, Phil Steele. Yeah, he's got the college, college football one. one. Yep. Man, those are. I have so many of those somewhere stuffed away in a box. Um. All right, Ramos. What what annoys you about this week? About the draft? I mean, about the uh, schedules? That was the topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you said that about no, this about week. Hiccups. Well, no, uh, no, this is... We can do the hiccups. I still think it's... <laughs> I, by the way... Scary, actually, is for me for that. Burp. Burp. That's my... That's your, my like, just constant burping? That's, no, you burp when you hiccup. That's my how, oh. I get, how I get rid of the hiccups. <laughs> um, I can kind of see where Dan's coming from and both of you guys are coming from. Dan's more like he just enjoys... Who's getting matched up? You guys don't care about the matchups because it means it's irrelevant. That's at this point. So I didn't tell you what my the no. part that annoys me. I'll well, tell you, you agreed with Jason, right? Per se, kind of that a little bit. Yeah, okay. that's that's a, the. It's not the matchups. I don't. It's the. I hate the win. It's a win. It's a, yeah. Mike and the dog used to. Yeah. That's that, 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 that's a loss, dude. Wow. That's a loss, Mike. We gotta find. Some, we gotta find something to do in sports talk radio to kill. Yes, about but not 10 now. No, oh, I agree. I'm not with now. you guys 100. percent Wilson Alvarez with a home run as the <laughs> Astros take the one nothing lead over I think the Halos. Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez <laughs> hits the home run. But uh, for me, I, which Kuiper? 
I don't Mitch know. Glenn. Uh, <laughs> I personally have no problem with that. I'm never really worried about the uh, schedule. I don't. I, well, whoever the Rams are playing, that's what I look for. And I'm, I agree with you guys. Whatever happens as the season progresses on, that's all that matters. But we'll Thanks. see how there, it goes. Yeah. I think that there are. Uh, I'm sorry, Doug. Go ahead. Can I? Can Spoken, I give you mine? Yeah. No, yes. I'll, I'll give you mine. And this is this is the part that annoys me. I don't like the segmented release. It gets more and more segmented. It's like, okay, on CBS this morning, they can release this. And NBC, like, dude, just put the schedules out at a certain time. You want to do different teams or whatever, different divisions. But I want it in. It's, my brain has so many things going on. If you announce, because this is what they're doing now. They're announcing, like, a game at a time. And, oh, yeah, by the way, games are going to be flexed anyway now with the new flex, even more flex scheduling upcoming. I just put the schedules out. And I don't mind getting through them. I give you some kind of thoughts on them. I just, I struggle to, I struggle with the segmented release. I think that's, I get it. It's popular, but it's not so popular that somebody's going to go, hold on, hun. I could get this on my phone in like 30 minutes, or I could sit here and sit through two segments of CBS this morning and find out what game's going to be week three on CBS. The Midway. I don't think that it translates to our medium, and that includes TV as well. I think that you, we know who they're going to play. We just don't know when. Uh, the order. And yeah. that's the part about it where if you're, say, you know, I have, I have family obviously back in Wisconsin. They have season tickets to the, to the Packers. My cousin has three kids. They have two tickets. Guess what? One gets to pick this game. One gets to pick that game. The youngest p- kid's probably not going to get to go to a cold, you know, cold weather game. So his is earlier. That's the sort of thing that I think the fan can can do. There's also the point of, or the the fan gets excited about. There's also just the point of the bye week. What week can we actually go and do something or have a, a getaway or plan something because our favorite team is not playing on that weekend? I think that's another opportunity where people will plan and look at stuff. But as a whole, for us, as we're looking to analyze the NFL, yeah, I don't think that there's a lot there. And you're right. We things change after week one, you know, to to know what's gonna happen in weeks seventeen or eighteen. I think that those are the things for the for the fan to realize, all right, we're gonna get this game, or oh, we got this one on, you know, Christmas Eve in the snow and that sort of thing. I think that's the appeal of it to the football fan. I don't think it necessarily greatly translates to our medium. Have the, has the Broncos schedule come out yet? No. They no. they almost always get like killer home games early in the season. You ever notice that? Like almost always. And I'm sure there's a methodology to it, but that's what I kind of I look for. I do think that your first couple games are really interesting. Like you get a couple layup games. This year, if you play the Arizona Cardinals in the first couple weeks of the season, you're going to win the game. They're going to be bad. There's just, I don't think, does anybody want to challenge that? Right? And no. and a lot of the season, the health is the most important part, but also momentum is a real thing. There's a, it's real stats too. That if you start out the year three and oh, you're very likely to make the playoffs, even with a 17 game schedule. So playing the crummy teams, and we don't know who's going to be great. I mean, like, look, the Chiefs are going to be good because they have Mahomes, right? Like, there's a couple teams, but playing the crummy teams, and I do feel like, like, is the, are the Carolina Panthers going to be good early in the season? No. Starting a rookie quarterback with a team that hasn't won. You know, of the five or so teams you don't think are going to be particularly good, you play them early in the year. I do think that matters because it gets you off to a hot start. That's fair. That's very interesting. And it's, again, why it, it annoys me so much that the NFL schedule is so strict in its formatting. You play this division this year, yep. you play that division the next year, and then you play the third place team within the conference. Like it's all set up. But to your point, if you're facing Arizona, it's a lot different on the schedule facing them without Kyler Murray as opposed to maybe facing them with Kyler Murray later on in the season. So no matter what you do, it can't be equitable. So you know what you should do? Have the Jets and Giants play every year. Every year. Have the Rams and Chargers play Ravens every and, year. Ravens and uh, Commanders. Commander. Every Absolutely. Year. Every, That's the thing that, every single year. Yes. Yes. That's the thing yes. that annoys me about it. The Midway. Sing that in church. That's the Midway. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Living here in Allentown. Doug Olive Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. The, 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 we were talking about favorite bands or artists or whatever. I think most people, if you ask them favorite Billy Joel song, they would say Piano Man. What'd you think? Okay. That feels to me very, what's cliche, yeah, very, what's your favorite Mexican restaurant? I like Chipotle, right? Like, that's <laughs> what it feels like to me. Uh, moving out, Anthony's song is uh, my favorite Billy Joel song, right? Um, I also love New York State of Mind. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Daniel Jeremiah joins us. He co-hosts Moves the Sticks. It's a great podcast covering 
all things football, especially the NFL. He's also an NFL analyst for the NFL Network, and he covers the uh, the L.A. Chargers as their analyst for radio broadcast. Um, not sure what's going on with our audio, but uh, DJ, if you had to list your favorite, you're, you're driving to Vegas from your house in San Diego, and the radio doesn't work, your phone doesn't work, and you got to grab one CD, who is the artist? Well, first of all, Uptown Girl is the best Billy Joel song, so you whiffed that one. Um, then I would say one CD because, be, for be, the because Because Christy Brinkley was in the video, is that why? That was part of it, but remember, there was the whole there's the whole uh, controversy about whether it was written about her or about another supermodel. I think that he was dating. I can't remember who it was. Well, no, nothing, nothing said. Nothing says musicians get chicks like Billy Joel uh, marrying Christy Brinkley. Right? They're like that was that's a class. That's a one sixteen in terms of looks. <laughs> and yet he did. That's that's an every. Every red-blooded, what's the old uh, Brent Musburger, every red-blooded young man should be practicing his guitar and lyrics right now. Um, okay, but so who's your who's your group or guy? Well, or I would probably go you two, and I would probably just go, you know. Joshua Tree. Um, you can't, yeah, you can't go wrong with Joshua Tree. That would probably be the one. Yeah, he's that guy, guys. He's that guy. I'm just messing with you. That's mainstream. I, I don't is. care. It's mainstream. It's it's popular for a reason. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No doubt. I know your favorite Mexican joint is either Taco Bell or Chipotle. It's 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 quite it's quite quite quite. Chevy, right. Does Chevy still exist? Remember Chevy's? Um, you've worked <laughs> in NFL offices. This is schedule release week. How much does it matter to people who are actually in the business? Um. You know, as scouts, we always looked at it because we always would have our meetings in December, and so we would usually do a road game in December. So we were always hoping that we had, you know, a, a Florida game or a, or a California game uh, somewhere in December so we could have our meetings. But in terms of the, you know, coaches and the personnel department, I think you're, just, you're really just kind of looking at when your, your short turnaround game is. You know, you're going to have a Sunday to Thursday, and I guess now you can have two of them. So... You know, when are those turnaround games and when are your divisional games? But, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to be on it tomorrow. I'll be on our schedule release stuff that we're doing on NFL Plus. Um, we'll have some guests on there and, and kick it around a little bit. But I, I do think it's a fun thing, but I think it can be a little bit overrated in terms of the uh, the importance. I, I think we could all sort of agree with that. We could all completely agree with that. Is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Dust is settled Draft is done. You see that the the Detroit Lions have come out and said, hey, Hendon Hooker, it's going to be a redshirt year. Uh, do you believe ultimately he's a starting quarterback with the, with the Lions? I think he's a starting quarterback. Eventually, I think he's going to get his chance. Um, you know, we'll see if Goff can repeat what he did last year and play at that high of a level. If he does, then, you know, maybe that's a couple years down the road or maybe that ends up being somewhere else. But if you ask me, do I think that Hennon Hooker has starting, you know, caliber ability? I would say yes. You know, that might not be top five, top ten starter stuff, but I think he's he's a capable starting quarterback when when he gets that opportunity. But you know, having a redshirt year is not the worst thing for him. Let him get fully healthy. Let him learn the offense, and let's see how Jared Goff plays. Um, you obviously, for people who know, you're close with Joe Douglas, who's the general manager of the Jets. He ultimately has done well in the draft, and he got Aaron Rodgers. Um, Makai Becton, to me, is interesting. Obviously, their first-round pick a couple years ago had uh, weight issues. They didn't pick up his, his fifth-year option. He's lost a ton of weight. H- how important is his play this year for the Jets' offensive line? Well, I think it's huge. Um, you know, and with him, even when he was, you know, his rookie year, he was dominant. And then he just hasn't been able to be on the field. So, you know, when he's been on the field, he's been not a good player. He's been a great player who's a dominant in the run game. So we haven't had a chance to really see him be in shape, healthy, and ready to go with, you know, with Brees Hall healthy behind him. So, you know, to me, if they could if they could run him out there for the majority of the season, I think you'll see, a, you know, a big, big impact from that dude. He's talented as all get out. Um, he just needed to he needs to be focused, stay in shape, and stay healthy. And sometimes when you're heading into that that contract year, you're heading into the year where they've got to pick up your fifth year option or not. Um, you know, you, you might get the best out of him this year. Um, okay, uh, help me out with the Ravens and what they've put together. Um, we talked last week about Lamar and his contract. 
but they also they're adding in Todd Munkin as their offense coordinator. What do the Ravens look like this year? Well, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a feeling out process to see what the offense looks like. I mean, they've definitely added pieces in the passing game uh, with Zay Flowers joining Odell Beckham and. You know, you have Andrews out there who's in top five tight end in the league, and you you seem to be after paying Lamar, um, you seem to you know, be leaning towards a little bit more of a, a passing oriented offense. And I think, you know, I, you know the threat of Lamar, even if he's not running as much, I still think the threat is going to make it. You know, it's going to make it easier to throw the football. Um, so, you know, we'll see what the feeling out process. I, I would guess, Doug, we'd probably see a little bit of a rough start for, you know, four or five games as they try and find the right balance and, and what works for them. Dana Jeremiah is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, what what happens in San Francisco quarterback? Best guess? My best guess is that Sam Darnold gets, you know, gets an opportunity for the first few games, you know, while they're trying to get Brock back healthy and we'll see what the competition looks like between Sam um and between Trey Lance. It just, you know, just based off of kind of reading what's out there and and kind of putting your finger up to the wind a little bit, it seems like that Sam Darnold would be the favorite over Trey to, you know, to win that job, just having more experience and maybe a little more trust there. Uh, even though he's new in the building. So that that would be my expectation that we see a little bit of Sam Darnold to start the year. Hmm. Will Baker Mayfield succeed in Tampa? I I don't think so. I think you can you can uh you know, you can have a you know, a mediocre middle of the road offense there. I think he's he's capable of going out there and, and helping you win a few games, but I think in terms of being the you know the answer at that position. I don't. I don't see that. I don't see him being that guy. So, can the defense play at an elite level? Um, you know, can he have a game here or there? Sure. Um, but you know, is this is this something that's that solved their quarterback issues for uh, you know for from now going forward? I don't see that as the case. Um, we we if we line up the list of AFC quarterbacks, it's just it's a long list of in, incredibly talented guys. Especially now, you put Aaron Rodgers in that discussion with with all the others. Bills, I don't think there's any way to describe how their season ended other than disappointing, considering, you know, were they 13 seconds away from uh, getting a chance to uh, play in an AFC championship game the year before, and they, they gave away a gave away a lead, lost in overtime, never, never got the ball to their offense uh, in Kansas City two years ago, and come up short even of that this year. What, are the Bills better or worse? Well, you know, I, I like what they did in the draft. I like Dalton Kincaid getting put in that mix. You know, it, they're going to be missing a linebacker there. And, and Tremaine Edmonds, they've got one in the draft who's a good player, but a different style of player than what they had. Um, they, to me, I just look at them. I see a bunch of good players on their defensive front. I don't see anybody you have to really game plan around when Vaughn's not out there. So, to me, that's... That's the key for them. They've got to keep Vaughn Miller healthy, and and you know even if he's limited snaps, but let him kind of be that closer to close out games. I think he's a huge, huge uh, piece for them going forward. They they get a good Vaughn Miller. I think that changes their team because he's the one guy you have to you know kind of game plan around and account for on defense. You know, um, their general manager came out and said, "Hey, we'd rather we we don't want to be the team that goes for it." Look what happens afterwards, even if you get it. I think that's obviously talking about the Rams. Uh, but they, they did kind of go for it last year with Von Miller, didn't they? Yeah, I think, you know, look, they paid the quarterback a ton of money, which they were smart to do. And then they tried to, you know, make their selective, aggressive move, which was with Vaughn. I would say, you know, look, people look at the Rams and, and what they sacrifice in terms of the first round picks year after year after year after year with a whole host of different players. I don't think they went for it to that degree. Um, but no, I think they're, you know, selectively aggressive. I think you have to be. I think if you just sit back and, and make the picks that you have every year and don't try and take some big swings, it, 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 there's too many, there's too many talented teams, too many talented quarterbacks. You're not going to be able to leapfrog anybody. So, um, you know, I, I would say that they were doing, they're smart about it. They're not just, you know, doing nothing, but they're, uh, they're being selective, uh, selectively aggressive, I guess would be the term. Are you a Justin Fields guy? I would, I, I to me, I, I have my doubts about how it's going to look. I, I 
I know what he is as a runner. I know what he is as an athlete. I've seen flashes with him throwing the football, but I don't think um, it's going to be a pure dropback style. I think if they try and do that, I don't think that will work at a, a you know at a great clip. I, I'm curious to see if they have weapons now. They've got a better offensive line, but I still think the answer for him is, is running him a, a decent amount and then getting him on the move, getting him outside the pocket, letting him throw from out there and then sprinkling in some of the stuff inside the pocket. So I'm a, I'm a believer and he can win that type of way. Um, I'm still to be convinced that he can win kind of in, an, in, in a traditional drop-back passing offense. Can the Commanders win with Sam Hallett quarterback? You know, that, that one is one where I'm fascinated by because they got to see him a lot more than we did in, in terms of practice. And there was... I mean, you tell me that there was no motivation to upgrade there. They, they were not aggressive at all in exploring different opportunities to bring in guys. So I'm almost on the outset, almost gives me more confidence that, geez, maybe Sam Howell was just lighting it up in practice because they seem very content moving forward with him. Now, he was, he was like my, in my 40s on my list coming into the last year's draft. He didn't go to the fifth round. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. I thought he was a much better player than that. Um, but we haven't seen him do much outside of that one game. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm in some ways almost confident because of their lack of aggressiveness to address the position. Uh, DJ, you're the best, man. I hope you're well. hope you're enjoying a little bit of a break after the NFL draft and watching your Padres. Thanks so much for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. I appreciate it. We, our pitching, our starting pitching was great against the Dodgers. One out away from a, from a winning that series. It, you know, it, it happens. I don't know if you're aware. Angels up two to one on Houston, trying to win another series here. I, I there we go. I, yeah. So I mean, you know, the other teams in Southern California doing quite well. DJ, you're the best. Appreciate you joining us. See, you, buddy. Do we got time for it? Yeah. Why not? Two lies, one cup. Let's go. Let's go. I think we have to do it after the break. We got to do that after the break? No. We got it right now. It's time for Two Lies, One Cup. Yeah. Hockey, eh? Here's the game. We have three hockey stories. Two are lies. One is true. Two are lies. One is true. Two are lies. One is true. We have our French-Canadian Pierre. We have... Jay Stu, and we have Dan Beyer with the stories. Let's start with you, Jay Stu. What's story number one? You know what, John? Um, this is this is <laughs> definitely the right story here. Uh, the Stars jumped out to a four nothing lead in Seattle as Max Domi uh, had two goals and what ended up being a six three win over the Kraken. That series is tied at two. John, that is not the right story. The Jets of Winnipeg. They top the Lightning 5-2 to two in game 1, 2, 3, 4, 4. Okay, the showdown. Handing Tampa the fifth straight loss in the province of Ontario. The best of seven series is now tied at 2 apiece. night. Carolina would run away from the Devils 6-1 at Sambora Arena in New Jersey. Devils were forced to start backup Golitico Torres in the Game 4 defeat after starter John Francis Bongiovi Jr. was scratched after taking bad medicine prior to the game. Okay. Dan Beyer is giving us some bad medicine with some Bon Jovi drops. That is incorrect. Not Bon Jovi. So oh. that's, that's a lie. Yes. Bad medicine is what I like. Yeah. Again, I, I Pierre, I love you personally. I can't understand one word you're saying. I don't know anything you said about anything. But I do know that whenever Jason says a name that has nothing to do with anything, which was Max Domi. Was that his name? Domi. Domi. Max Domi. I, I would say that again, Pierre, you sound like the, the, the truth. That is incorrect, John. Oh. Jason was correct. Wow. Yes. Stars jumped out. 
four nothing lead. In fact, nothing in Doug's story was correct. Okay. The Jets have been eliminated. The yes. Lightning were eliminated. Yes. There was no game four. Uh, Winnipeg is not in Ontario. <laughs> the best of seven series would not be tied at a game apiece. The whole thing was a farce. Uh, An absolute joke. Well, I give Pierre the knowledge of a speak because I couldn't understand one word he was saying. But I love Pierre. He's wonderful. Yes. As a human. Is he? Mm. John, doesn't sound like you love him too much. <laughs> I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.